0: On Wednesday, your Crimson Tide celebrated an early Christmas with another strong recruiting class, National Signing Day for 2024. But you're rocking it and rolling right here on a Friday. T-G-I-F, a dish of the show, hottest show on the streets, talking Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Thrilled to have you all checking out the show this evening. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you through YouTube. Speaking of the channel, you know what time it is. Hit that subscribe button. Smash subscribe right now. Get hooked on. Get locked on. Get turned up to your number one football content right here on the YouTube channel. In my own words, hit that subscribe button. Also, share the show to everybody that you know on all platforms, every, every friend, family member, casual Bama fan, diehard Bama fan, consumer of Thai Football. Share the show with all of them that you know. Hit that like button as well. Give us that thumbs up. Smash the like button. Get those likes up. Show us that support right here on the channel. We love that, that daily. Super Chat Go, $100 daily. Super Chat Go, $100 right there. We appreciate that coming from all of you and want to hear from you tonight. Blow up the phone lines. We're going to get your thoughts tonight. 205 448 1358. Number two, call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205 448 1358. And one more time, 205 448 1358. Want to hear from you. But we jump in, Eli. Topic one of the conversation. Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide. Keeping that intensity. Remaining locked in to uh, this matchup with Michigan in the Rose Bowl. College football playoff semifinal on New Year's Day. Pasadena, California. uh, Keeps uh, Coach Saban keeping these uh, guys locked in. Focused. uh, Intensity. He talked about... The importance of greatness and kind of the price you have to pay to be great and want to be great and desire to be great and how opposition is going to try to take that away from you, but you have to stay locked in. You have to stay focused. You have to keep the intensity and the motivation, excuse me, right where it needs to be at. So that's kind of been the mantra from Coach Saban. Uh, throughout this entire bowl prep is getting his guys to continue to understand, hey, we got to the playoff even though a lot of people didn't want us in here. We got to the playoff even though so many doubted us. We got to the playoff even though so many hated on us. We got to the playoff despite the naysayers out there. We got to the playoff though so many people despite the ones in this program do not want to see us in here. So let's keep our foot on the net. Let's keep the intensity. Let's keep the hunger. Let's keep the drive. Let's keep the focus on the main thing, which is now that we're in the playoff, let's win it all. Now that we're in the playoff, let's dominate it. Now that we're in the playoff, let's control the entire narrative with us being in the playoff. So that's the Mantra. That's the motto. That is the motivation that Coach Saban is speaking to uh, his players and, and his team. And uh, like I mentioned, he discussed the price of greatness with all of the guys you know, on the roster in terms of everybody's coming coming after you. Everybody is giving you their best game. Everybody wants to knock you off the perch. People are tired of seeing you know, Alabama on top of the food chain when you look at college football, but if you want to remain on top of that food chain, then you got to have that intensity. You got to have that effort and that focus on a consistent basis. So that's what Coach Saban is preaching here to his guys. And what's funny is uh, you have a three uh, permanent team captains, Jalen Milrow, quarterback, Dallas Turner, outside linebacker, Malachi Moore, defensive back. They all spoke in player interviews about how The 2010 Rose Bowl game off the 09 season has provided motivation and inspiration for this group. Remember, it was the Rose Bowl that year played in Pasadena, California, where Coach Saban made his first statement of I'm the new sheriff in college football. I'm the new king in town. The championship trophy is going to come through Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa is going to be the new power structure of college football. That was the first announcement Saban made to the world in the 2010 Rose Bowl game off the 9 season. Prior to Saban announcing his, we taking over message there, it was Florida, right? It was Florida with Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow. They had it going 2006, 2008, that whole ordeal. And then... uh Alabama took it from them 2009 that was Nick Saban's announcement saying I'm the captain now. I'm taking this thing over now. So uh these guys Milro, Turner, Malachi Moore, they talked about it. Hey, we we watched that game. We remember that 09 Rose Bowl. We watched it we took it in. We saw it. Uh, how that team battled and fought for four quarters the toughness, the pride, the commitment to excellence, the discipline, the focus, the middle grit. We saw all of that, that 09 team. And we knew from their perspective what it took. And uh, seeing that motivates us to continue that, that blueprint. And y- you have a guy on staff by the name of Josh Chapman who was on that 2009 national championship team. Chapman, who is an assistant strength coach on staff. So he tells the guys the story of of what went down. You got Jeff Allen, who's on that staff, as the uh, head uh, team doctor, athletic trainer. He was on that 09 team. So Jeff Allen can give you the story there. And, of course, we all know Nick Saban was the head coach. So the guys that, were, that, that are in the program – that were a part of that 9 championship, that 2010 Rose Bowl game, they understood that first statement sent out there by Nick Saban, and they're telling the stories to this group right here to get them ready, to get them locked in even more, and to have them prepared to understand, hey, we started the statement back in 9 that we bam, that we for real. Now we got a chance to send a new statement out here in the Rose Bowl against Michigan. We haven't went nowhere. We haven't left nowhere. We still run college football. Yes, Bama has had some tough moments the last couple of years, but this is still the program, but it's the measuring stick of the gold standard of the sport. So Coach Saban got a shot here to send a new message to college football. I'm not done. I'm not finished um, running college football. I'm not finished running the sport. In the words of uh, Pastor Drake, he says, uh, it's not your turn because I ain't done yet. So um, if Drake giving that message out there to the people, here's Nick Saban's uh, version of it in the college football playoff, starting off with the Rose Bowl against Michigan. But keeping guys locked in on uh, the main thing, which is having the focus, having the intensity, all of that hook, line, sinker. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that doubt. We're just going you start here on a Friday. When we get back, we got to hear from you. We got to get your thoughts. We got to get your phone calls. We got to get your interactions. We got to hear from the Bama Nation, and we'll get to you after this. Hey, hey, everybody! We're back into the action, rocking and rolling from the break. hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, George Truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Got my man Eli, the man walking the production studio. And I definitely want to say this to everybody out here in the Bama family: We here at TDA want to wish all of you a very merry Christmas. In a a fantastic holiday season, a great New Year. Eli, I believe Christmas is Monday, right? Christmas is Monday. Christmas Eve, Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So, definitely want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, a tremendous holiday season, being with your family, those you love. Uh, Want to say that before and. Get into the phone lines to grab your calls here, you know, on the show. But the phone line's open, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be made known on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel and state your name and where you calling from?
3: Hey, Stephen, this is Mike from Kentucky. How you doing, brother?
0: Doing great, Mike. I'm ready for the Christmas, or uh, well, in the Christmas spirit, or in the Christmas season, but uh, ready for Christmas Day, ready for the Rose Bowl. Very happy with this recruiting class that Bama brought in. Yeah,
3: I think we got some really good kids at corner this year Feel the need we're going to have possibly next year. I think we got some good athletes, too, especially the kid we flipped from Texas. I could see him eventually being a safety. What do you think, Stephen?
0: I like the Aaron Hampton kid. The the flip to get him away from Steve Sarkeesian was huge. He can play wide receiver. He can play corner. He could possibly play safety. Got really good size, really good closing speed. Can judge the ball well. Babba could could probably have him returning kicks, returning punts. He just has a feel for the ball and where he is in relation to the football. So I, I, I love the Hampton flip.
3: Yeah, what have you heard on the kid Stewart from uh, Texas A&M?
0: Evan Stewart, he's in the portal. He's looking at quite a few schools there. Alabama's in there as well because when he was first being recruited, Alabama was very high on his board. He was high on Alabama's board before the A&M NIL money sort of kicked in there. So I think Nick Saban – is uh, considering trying to see if he can get Evan Stewart, if you can get a SEC receiver with that type of talent, that type of, uh, of potential, that type of playmaking ability. You definitely want to pitch your tent that way. So I, I think Saban is considering possibly getting him.
3: Yeah, on this Michigan, uh, <clears throat> I agree. Uh, on this Michigan matchup, Here's I think the only chance Michigan has in this game is to take a page out of Tennessee's playbook strategy. I think they're going to come out in their first two offensive drives are going to be scripted plays. Run as fast as they can, try to get us on our heels early and maybe get a lead. What do you think? I don't I don't see them going toe to toe taking a full play clock. I I, even, I I
0: mean I, I mean Michigan Michigan's long shot here is if They can hit on some deep passes. If J.J. McCarthy gets time in the pocket and if they can hit on some deep passes, that is their main shot. Because if they cannot protect McCarthy, it's going to be a long day. Because Alabama's going to be keen in on taking away Blake Corum, the running back. So, if J.J. McCarthy can't hit on some deep passes, and if Michigan can't quite create with McCarthy's legs, he's not the athlete that Milrow is, but he can run a little bit. But if they can't create with McCarthy, it's going to be a long day.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. And to tell you the truth, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him standing upright. Uh, Iowa's um, D-line gave Michigan's O-line more than they wanted. I mean, if you watch that game, uh, I, think, I think our D-line can do better than I was D-line. So I think it's going to be a long day, but I, I really think they're going to come out with some scripted five-play drives first two times they get the ball. I think they're going to try and jump on us early, and then when that don't work, it's going to be a long night for them the rest of the night. Well, I'm going to get off, man. Roll Tide and Merry Christmas, everybody. Appreciate Mike from Kentucky calling in to start us off. On a Friday, we get this
0: call. You're out you're on the show. What's happening? How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling
2: from. Hey, Steven. This is uh, Robert from Mobile.
0: Robert, how are we feeling, man? How you doing?
2: Oh, I'm good. I think we're uh, I'm just getting ready. I uh, can't wait for this game because right now I'm getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> like I said, I'll keep us all occupied a little bit before the game starts uh, for the game, on uh, this the, uh, next weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with your last, your last caller. I mean, I just can't figure the, uh, having Alabama's the underdog is, I hope they keep it that way. It's more motivation. I guess, uh, they'll keep the, the, uh, old lank going. I guess, you know, there'll be some naysayers in that Alabama's the underdog. So, uh, okay. Keep the lank going, but i I agree with him. I don't see where Michigan competes. uh, that their quarterback is going to have to find the ability to run from somewhere that he hasn't he hasn't shown all season, and I just don't see where they get the points, or the, you know, or can uh, sustain the drives. But you know, I guess the Alabama can always turn the ball over. There's always that X factor. Uh, but you know, Miro, uh gets in the gear and uh, takes over the game. I don't see how they stop him or or the team. So it'll just be really interesting. I'm just don't understand the uh the underdog role with Alabama right now the, on the uh, with Vegas. It's really perplexing. Uh, but okay, that's great. Keep it up, and, uh, and then let's have our naysayers, and then the, so the team can shut them up. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to. It. You got Nick Saban with a month off to plan for Jim Harbaugh. How does that end well for Jim Harbaugh? I I'm, I just don't get it. So, uh, yeah, keep Alabama the underdog, and uh, so we can uh, get the you know say we got our still say we have our naysayers. I don't think we really do. We have naysayers, but hey, whatever works. <laughs> Let's just keep that going. I still think they may want to start focusing on haters, because haters will always be there, and that, and teams always hate Alabama. But uh, with the uh, with us being able to play the underdog role. That just fits right in the Nick Saban strategy. I'm sure he's wanting the uh, team to stay there for right up until the game start, and hopefully Vegas will continue to be that stupid with
4: it.
0: I think I think I think the one thing that Vegas does that Vegas is trying to hedge their bets to get everybody to bet on the line and and bet on the spread and try to make as much money as possible. But when you look at JJ McCarthy, Michigan's quarterback, he's got three rushing touchdowns on the year. But they really don't run him for real. Like, he averages, he averages basically, what, two yards a carry? They really don't run him. So, if you think about it, if you have to run McCarthy to create some type of wrinkle to catch Alabama off guard, you're putting yourself in a bad spot. Because if, 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 if they're not – if Michigan cannot protect McCarthy and you got Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell breathing down your neck, among others – Good wishes to you because it's not going to end well.
2: It's not going to end well, so. Yeah, who's the last uh, quarterback that doesn't run with a flip that actually beat Alabama? I guess it was the Texas A&M quarterback uh, yeah. a few years ago. And even yeah, then, yeah. Alabama had to help them all a whole lot with a bunch of turnovers. Right. And, and they was, again, that was on the road. <laughs> You're not know, being Alabama in a neutral site with a quarterback that can't run. But uh, – or uh, so – I I just don't. If this is a great matchup for us, I don't see how they get any points. Michigan has scored 30, more than 30 points, what maybe twice this season, a few times, maybe a couple three times this season. So yeah, it, it, and, and you want to run the phone booth too. That's another thing they want. To do. They want to run. They want to run Alabama in the phone booth. The only time you think we have any chance is with trickeration, like Auburn does, and he would then it took the, the quarterbacks have to run. You got to have your your quarterback have to run too. So you're not beating Alabama on the phone booth running the ball. The Only chance you have is with trickeration, what Auburn does, and you would have, to have a, your quarterback has to account for almost half that those rushing yards. So it's I mean it just it just doesn't bode well for them. I guess the, the, the interesting thing will be the next game with between Washington and Texas. I think the teams are underestimating Washington uh, the, the comment, uh, quite the commentators quite a bit. Washington, is, you know, has a lot of naysayers that keep going their way. Because I mean, everybody still had Oregon beating them badly, both times. And then Washington had to shut, the, shut that up. And now I think we have Texas doing the same thing. So, I think Washington has a lot to prove. I look for them to actually pull that game out against Texas. That's going to be that's, –
0: that's the Washington-Texas match is going to be really good because this puts – Steve Sarkeesian against his former program because he was once the head coach at Washington. And this puts you got two really good quarterbacks going at it with Quinn Ewers, Michael Penix Jr. That's going to be that game will come down to which defense can get a stop.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they seem to think that uh, that Washington can't score for some reason. You know, well, it, it tends to be that everybody's focused on the Texas defense. But Washington has a pretty decent offense. Now that quarterback can run, then uh, he may be a big threat against against Alabama. But, but the years can run also. So there's that. But yeah, it, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to. It. I think I'm looking for it to win big against uh, against uh, Michigan. I'm looking for you know a, a double digit win myself. So that's what I'm expecting. All right, buddy. I catch you later.
0: Appreciate Robert from Mobile calling into the show here on a
2: Friday in my own words yours truly
0: Stephen Smith of TDA. Well Eli we're both in the Christmas spirit we both have on Christmas sweaters I don't know where yours came from mine came from my wife shout out Mia babe shout out to you buying this Christmas sweater here so in the spirit of Christmas as we're both wearing sweaters we got some super chats to get to right now so how about Bill from New York? Big Bill with the $7 donation. Dropping that love in there. And then we got Aaron McGuire. Let's go! With the $2 donation. Bill from New York, Aaron McGuire. Appreciate both of you. That Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, $100 bucks right there. We appreciate you guys. Cool call topic right now on Arnold, Jalen Milrow, both Alabama players have created an opportunity where the motto, LANK, let all naysayers know, has a chance for all players to benefit from the NIL. So the LANK NIL gives every player a chance to benefit. It's come from on and Jalen Milrow. This is really cool. So you got Will Riker can benefit off the link. Everybody on that team can benefit off the link. This is what name, image, and likeness was meant for. Not for you the individual, or not just for you the individual, but to share it with your brothers. Share it with your teammates so that we all can win off this thing, right? So kudos to Jalen Terry on Arnold, for allowing the whole team to win off the Lank in I.L. Pretty dope right there. We're going to go to a break right here, folks. We'll touch that down. When we get back, I'm going to dive into the underrated gems that Alabama got in this recruiting class from Wednesday signing day. We'll talk about it after this. We're out here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotta get this. Gotta get one of these right here. Can't rock that bam without this shirt right here, fresh pogo. You gotta also rock the all paint, like Kanye West right there. Keychains, gotta get you some keychains. University of Alabama keychains. I'm telling you, if you are a die-hard Alabama fan and you're looking for some big-time apparel, this place has got everything. We're talking shirts, shoes, sweatshirts, uh, hoodies, cups, mugs, keychains. If you're just a Todd fan that has an itch to get more apparel get more swag in your game, you come right here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa right here in Midtown Village. And also you can shop online. The link is in the description to get your gear right here at Alumni Hall. We also have new, fresh, exclusive TDA gear you can get right now at Alumni Hall that's in-store or online. Hit that link in the description and search Touchdown Alabama to view all of the available gear Hurry and get yours before they're sold out. Thank you
1: for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: All right, people, 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 it's Friday! TGIF edition of the show Number one form for your Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. Magazine, we're back to the action from the break. Continue tapping the like button. Smashing the like button. Giving us that thumbs up right there. Hitting that subscribe button as well. Tapping the little bell. Making this your spot here for all things Bama football. But, Eli, get into topic number two, shall we? Wednesday was a very good signing day for Alabama. I think they brought in 23, 24 signees. A lot of good guys. A lot of high character guys. A lot of quality kids. Very good talent across the board. I thought Bama hit on needs at various positions. They also were able to hit on a couple of wants. Just very talented guys that they just desired to bring in. But I thought this was a very good class. And I know People get hung up on, well, it didn't finish number one in the number one class. At the end of the day, numbers are just numbers, people. You judge a class based off how productive it is. Numbers are just numbers. And if you finish with a top three or a top five class, you're competing anyway. So whether you have a number one class or a number five class, you're competing anyway. The purpose is, is the class producing? Because once you get on the field, the stars don't matter no way. It's who's ready to ball right now. Who's ready to ball? Who's ready to dominate? Who's ready to put in that work to get you to the ultimate prize, which is a national championship? So, for Alabama, Coach Saban bringing in a very uh, strong class here. Now, for me, there's about five names in this class. But I look and I go, this guy is underrated. But boy, does he have high potential. This guy is underrated, but man, if he gets a shot to get on this field to show what he can do, he can really be something. I call them the the GMs, the underrated GMs of this class. So here they are on screen. These are my five underrated GMs here, underrated signees here, Eli. Four-star running back Kevin Riley, who flipped, from, who flipped from Miami to Alabama. Young man from Tuscaloosa County High School. I really like this kid. I think he's a gem, an underrated gem. But next one, you got three-star linebacker from Germany, Justin Ocon- Oconroquo. Like this kid. Nick Saban talked about it. If he played in the States, he would be a five-star, but he's a three-star overseas, hard work ethic, can shoot the gaps, he's got quickness, he's 6'3". 200, what, 15 pounds right now? If you can get him to about 225, that's an inside linebacker. I think he runs a verified 40 between 4.37 and 4.4 flat. I like Okunroquo. Uh, then you got, you know, uh, three star defensive back for legacy, Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. I think Dre Jr. ready. Yes, he may have to get thicker. He's going to have to get bigger in the weight room. But he's got a nose for the football. Really like that kid. If you go back and you watch his tape, you watch his game, kind of reminds you of Tyron, Honey Badger, Matthew in a way. In terms of, of, of Kirkpatrick being an opportunist to find the football. But you got for three-star tight end, Jay Lindsay. I think he's the real diamond in the rough. But he's a true diamond. We'll get more on him. And then last but not least, three-star defensive lineman Steve uh, Umadua. Pronounced that last name wrong, but Steve M., young man from Canada. You turn on his tape, there's some aggression in that defensive lineman right there. And Freddie Roach has got his hands on somebody very nice. We're going to start this off. Kevin Riley, four-star running back from Tuscaloosa County High School, flipped from from Miami to Alabama. Kenyon Drake 2.0. This dude can fly, hits the hole fast, gets out of the hole fast, gets to top speed very quickly. This guy has afterburners. He can go. He can flat go. But not only does Riley have the speed, he's got the contact balance to break tackles. So you're not going to arm tackle this kid. He's going he's gonna to make you look stupid if you try to arm-tackle him. So He's got the speed, he's got the bounce, he's got the wiggle, he's got the burst, and he's got the contact balance. And then, he can catch the ball at the backfield, much like Kenyon Drake can. And if you put him on special teams, that could be fun to watch too. And uh, not a lot of people are talking about him, but then leading up the signing day, well, what was the question? Could Bama flip him? Will he he flip from Miami to Alabama? And Alabama gets a homegrown kid, Tuscaloosa guy, to flip. So 2014, if you remember, you got Bo Scarborough from Northridge to come to Tuscaloosa to play for the Crimson Tide. Then 2017, you got Brian Robinson Jr. from Hillcrest in Tuscaloosa to play for the Crimson Tide. So now here is Kevin... Riley, T County High School, to play for Alabama. I'm telling you, this kid Kenyon Drake 2.0. Dude can fly. Really like this kid. So, he's number one. Number two, the three-star linebacker uh, Justin Conroquo from Germany. I mean, speed, power, athleticism, lateral quickness, can dissect can shoot the gap, can accelerate, can bur- he, 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 he he can bring havoc in the backfield. He can bring havoc in the backfield. And Saban talked about it. If he played in the States, Okenroquo would be a five-star. But because he played overseas in Germany, he's a three. But we all know, you got, a, you got three stars that work harder than five stars. We all know this. You got three stars that are just as talented as five stars. We all know this. We don't. We, 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 we can look at what we saw from a Josh Jacobs three star, but that you play like a five, but it's down in the NFL. And there's there's even more. So you can look at Justin Okunroquo really like him. it will be interesting to see, you know, how he fits in this linebacker room. He could be an inside guy. He could be an outside guy. It'll be fun to watch his development. Getting some strength on him, some muscle on him. He's a good one to watch right there. He's number two. Number three, defensive back Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. It's just so cool. We saw Dre Sr. come through this program in 09. And now his son's here. We all kind of feel old, but at the same time, we all kind of understand it. (laughs) The legacy's here. And for, for Dre Jr., Going back to the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game, I think Justin on Justin Smith, director of scouting and recruiting, he mentioned Dre Jr. had what two interceptions, a, a blocked punt, a fumble recovery, a forced fumble. The dude was just all around the ball. He's an opportunist, plays a lot like former LSU great Tyron Matthew. Probably the one thing that you want to see Dre Jr. get better at is not gamble too much. Sometimes when you're an opportunist and you're all about trying to get to the ball, you take more gambles to what you would like to. And when you take more gambles, sometimes Eli, you get burned. So that's going to be the big thing for Dre Jr. is keep having that attacking mindset, be that opportunist in terms of wanting to get the football But don't become overly reliant on taking too many gambles. Because when you do that, that's when the offensive minds, the elite ones, and the elite quarterbacks can take advantage of you. So that's going to be something where Kirkpatrick Jr. is going to have to grow in to improve there. But I love the opportunistic mindset. I love him wanting to attack the ball. Don't lose that, but definitely want to see him grow in uh, not overly taking those gambles, I should say. So I like I Kirkpatrick Jr. I think he's an underrated GM there. And then, of course, last but not least, we're well, not last but not least. We got the we got uh, Steve. Uh, we got Steve M on this defensive line. Young man from Canada, aggressive, intensity, gets explosion, gets after everything moving whether it's the running back or the quarterback, he gets after everything moving. And uh, how quickly could he see the field is interesting because if you watch his tape, my God, this brother's blowing people up. But you're, you're losing. You've already lost Isaiah Hastings to the portal. And Quinn Barnes is already committed to Colorado. You're losing Justin BF after this year to the draft, the NFL draft. We don't know if there's going to be more defensive linemen for Alabama to possibly hit the portal, but if there comes something to hit the portal, how quickly does Steve M get on this field and make some stuff happen? Because I'm just going to tell you, Freddie Roach has got his hands on a good one. Underrated, coming from Canada, but a good one. You know, the last player to come from Canada for, for Bama, he turned out well. That was John Mechie. <laughs> And he turned out very well from an offensive perspective. Now, you got Steve M. from a defensive perspective. So, it's going to be fun to watch this. So, last but not least here, you look at Jay Lindsey, the three-star tight end. And I know, I know, he may not be the route runner he needs to be right now. But this guy is a physical freak blocking. I mean, I, I mean, he dominating physical freak out there blocking uh, as a tight end. Now, I know he came from small school. We have to dominate the small competition he faced, which he did. He, he has the ability to jump up, high point the football, make those types of plays as a tight end. He'll have to define his route running or redefine it. That's what he's going to have to do. That's an area of improvement for him. But the ability to get up and catch the football, he's got that. The ability to body out guys to make plays, he's got that. The ability to put guys on their butt, blocking, oh, he's got that in spades. He's kind of could we say I mean, he's kind of Robbie Oots with a bit more of a higher ceiling. Robbie Oots, but a slightly higher ceiling than Robbie Oots. Can, Can we say that, Eli? maybe? you know, Robbie Oots and Robbie Oots is good. Big-time blocker. Has gotten better as a receiver. But Jay Lindsey as a diamond in the rough. Robbie Oots with a bit higher ceiling there. And it'll be good to watch him develop as well. But those will be my five guys. Jay Lindsey, Dred Kirkpatrick Jr., Kevin Riley, Steve M., and uh, Justin O'Connoroco will be my five guys underrated gems in this class. I would have thrown in uh, Joseph Ayanada as well, a three-star offensive lineman, but we'll see how he develops here for the Crimson Tide. But, take another break here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that doubt. When we get back, we return to the phone lines to grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. I mean, who did you like the most for the Alabama sign in this class? We'll get to you after this.
1: Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news notes and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: All right, people, we're back locked in to the action from the break. How to show on the streets. We're talking Bama football news, in my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith of TDA Eli. We got some super charts. Here we go. We got Dale Bay Dropping in a $10. Dollar donation. <laughs> Putting them love in the bucket right there. Appreciate that from Dale B. Then we got Tolbert. S-T-O-G. With the $5 dollar donation. <laughs> Appreciate Tolbert right there. Help oh, man. We got my boy in here. Big pimpin', big real life pimpin'. Been dropped in here with the $100 in the pot. (laughs) We got Anthony Lang in here. Let's go. The Daily Super chat goal, $100 has been met. All of you, the Bama family. We did it. Give yourselves a hand. This is all about you you making this show what it is. Talking Bama football. We go to the phone lines now to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205 448 1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205 448 1358. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feel? And state your name and where you're calling from.
4: Merry Christmas, Stephen. Bill from New York.
0: Doing good, Bill. Merry Christmas to you, my man.
4: Yeah. Listen, you know, I'm excited about this draft class. I like it, but I'm, 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 all, I'm a little bit more excited to tell you the truth about the guys we already have. You know, we're going to be losing uh, Dallas Turner and, and Braswell more than likely. You know, we're losing 16 sacks right there on the outside edge, guys. But, you know, I want to see this guy Keeley come up. And my man, and you're, you talked about Quindarius Robinson before the season started. You know, and that guy's everything. He, 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 you know, he can rush the pass. He can He's cover. grown up. You see him He's on, grown up. You see, right? You see him on special teams. Yeah, I, I, he, he might be our best special team player, you know. And uh, as, as far as Michigan goes, you know, I, I don't remember where I read this, but like the last five games, five or so games, this guy didn't pass for more than 150 yards, something like that, 154 yards. Are you kidding me? Come on, come on. You know, all we got to do is keep this guy on third and long. You know, we could stuff their run, even though their guards, guards and tackles, they're all about 90 years old. They're older than me, for God's sake. You know, got all these old guys in there, but we got the speed. <laughs> we, you know, so all we got to do is hold them in the run, and we're going to crush that quarterback. He's going to wish he was never born. He's going to wish he was never playing Alabama. We're going we're gonna to step on the guy. We're going to knock him out of the game. Just like I said we would with, with my man Jaden in, in LSU, you know. I, I said we were going to knock him out of the game and, you know, let's face it, bye. We got, you know, our defense is the big difference with this team this year if we want to be honest with ourselves. At, at least that's what I think, you know. The defense last year it, it just it was nothing like this, nothing at all like this. I'm so happy. And, and can I just say one more thing, Stephen? Go ahead. I'm really really glad that the championship game, which will be in, of course, I'm glad the championship game is on New Year's Day instead of New Year's Eve. I got a quick thing about that. You remember the game we played in Michigan State that time on a New Year's Eve? Yes. Oh, Stephen, listen. Diana tells me. The neighbors are getting married. We got to go to the wedding. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. She told me in like October. Next thing I know, there's an Alabama playoff game. Well, now I'm sitting in this wedding reception. Forget it. I had to get a hotel and everything. I'm in the reception and they're talking about now we're going to introduce the bride, John and the, the groom, John uh, and and Michelle. And I'm, I, I can't get to get I'm looking at the game on my phone. And they're only given like the verbal, like the written play-by-play, and they're introduced. And I'm like, "Touchdown!" And she's got, oh, she got so mad. Let me tell you something. She, I heard about that for a couple of years. You know, New Year's Eve, I'll be here. And if we win the title and there's snow outside, I'm gonna jump in a snowdrift. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. With, with all my colors on. But that's enough about me. We're gonna win. We're gonna knock them silly. And listen, Merry Christmas to everybody, everybody in the chat, everybody. God bless and Roll Tide.
0: Appreciate Bill from New York calling in on a Friday. His thoughts on the show. Gotta love Bill calling in Eli's giving me a thumbs up right there on that one also. We're going to take this call here live on the show. What's happening, how are you feeling, state your name, and where you calling from? Hey,
5: hey, how you doing this evening? Roll Tide. It's Demetrius from North Carolina.
0: Demetrius, how are you, man?
5: Man, just trying to keep my head above water. Uh I was just a little call. I just love talking about Alabama football and had to call in. You know, it's late, late night on a Friday. Heading heading home for the holidays here. Getting off the road. And I just wanna say, boy, I, I'm I am very excited about this. About this class, cause you know I gotta keep explaining to these Georgia folks. Oh, 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 we got no more recruiting class. Look, you know, y'all, y'all fail to realize about uh, our, our fearless leader, Coach Nick Saban. He doesn't recruit just to have a top recruiting class. He recruits for specific needs that he know he gonna that he go know he gonna need in for future reference coming up for next year or two. He he thinking two years ahead. And y'all still, it's 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 chess, not checkers. And that's the that's the beauty of what we have with our coach. Ah, coach. I've been watching some of the tape on some of these young men, and I'm like, wow. And what, well, Stephen? What other coach can go overseas and go to other countries and get these get these players like? none other than Coach Nick Saban. How does
0: he spot these? I mean. I mean, Demetrius, I, 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 I haven't seen this from Kirby Smart. I haven't seen this from Lane Kiffin. I haven't seen this from Sarkeesian. Coach Saban is the only one I know right now that can go to Germany and pull a linebacker and that can go to Canada and pull a defensive lineman.
5: Right. Correct. And it goes to the Testament, and everything is coming full full circle again. Now these athletes, these student athletes, um, they bought into the Jimbo Fishers or These none, you, you're not gonna get developed at these at, at these other schools like you can Alabama. I ain't saying you can't, you know some, but it, it's coming full circle. Well. They're going to make career decisions. Yeah, they might have the NIL, big NIL money, but you're going to make career decisions on your development. And none other you're going to have, have to come to Alabama and play because you know that's going to be best for your career. And I'm going to land and, my plan and, and these
0: and, and these guys, Demetrius, are finding it out fast. Like, you can go to a school – and rack up on all the name, image, and likeness funds you want to, and that's cool, but when it's time to look at which school is actually really preparing me for what I want to do, which is go play pro football, a lot of times those kids are going to look at, maybe I should have chose Alabama the first time. Yes, I circled back around on Alabama, but maybe I should have chose the Crimson Tide the first time out the gate. A lot of these young men are starting to figure that out now.
5: Yeah, correct. Like L T Overton, I believe he kinda kinda wish he would have uh picked Alabama over Texas NMU chasing after the, I, I have no problem with a young man chasing, you know, his financial future or NIL deal or whatever. I have no have no problem with that. But in order for you to make it make more money you're gonna have to get developed. And in order for you to progress your career, why not come to it? I ain't saying that you can't develop on no other program, like I said before. But you want to be up on the best. I mean, you go NFL, they come, they come knocking it, they come calling the coach, saying, "Well, what about this player?" Well. He got he got good practice tendencies. He he's always gonna be attentive to detail, and he always gonna be where he's supposed to be, doing what he's supposed to do. You you might not be the best player, but by Coach Saban giving you that said nod, there it is. You, your your career can prosper. So uh, I'm excited about what what I see got what I see going on down there, Tuscaloosa.
0: Absolutely. appreciate my guy, Demetrius, calling in out of North Carolina, giving us his thoughts on the show. And we've seen this time and time again with Coach Saban. And like Demetrius mentioned, even though you may not be the best player in the world on Alabama's team, you put forth the effort and the mindset and the focus and several NFL scouts come down to see Those NFL scouts are going to ask Coach Saban straight up, like, honestly, what is it about this guy? And if Saban gives you that review that makes you stand out, that NFL team is going to give you a shot. They're going to give you an opportunity. Case in point, I mean, the greatest story, my God, Levi Wallace. Dude was a walk on. Eli, he was a walk-on. Like, Levi Wallace could have quit at any given time. NFL scouts come down there. What made Levi Wallace so special? That man went from walk-on. Yeah, he went undrafted, but he had some good years with the Buffalo Bills, but he got a paycheck to go play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now he's still in Pittsburgh. So, you may not be the quote-unquote greatest player, but if you show Nick Saban, hey, coach, I'm really about this thing, and Nick Saban sees that, he's going to give you a great review and allow the NFL teams to see who you are. Cool call topic right here, folks. So, on Arnold, Alabama cornerback, was featured on the next round show this week. And he talked about Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Going back to Alabama showing Michigan that respect, going into the Rose Bowl, Tarion compared J.J. McCarthy to an SEC legend, compared him to Joe Burrow. <laughs> former LSU quarterback, 2019, Heisman Trophy winner, 2019 national champion. Would I have gone as far as to compare McCarthy to Burrow? No. But that's what Arnold did in showing that uh, respect level there. And McCarthy, good quarterback. He's got 22 total touchdowns this year, 19 touchdown passes, three rushing scores, only four interceptions. He protects the football, puts Michigan in the right play, right call, getting it done. Wouldn't compare him to Joe Burrow, though. Joe Burrow had one of the most incredible seasons by a quarterback recent history in that 2019 campaign. But gonna be a good game between Bama and Michigan from the Rose Bowl, Pasadena on New Year's Day. We're gonna take our final break here on the show. When we get back, we're gonna we're gonna end this with this with this discussion. You know, should Alabama <clears throat> really go after a former five-star wide receiver, former or a top SEC target in the transfer portal? We'll wrap things up with that after this.
5: I'm Alec Moore. you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel.
1: What's going on? This is Benny Bites. I'm
0: the founder and owner of Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no
1: networks, just Alabama football. Roll, tie, roll.
0: All right, people, how we feeling? Back into the action here from the break. Number one forum for your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Appreciate all of you today. Your phone calls, your chats, donations, conversation, energy, bringing all that you bring. Making this your spot here for all things Crimson Tide football. You got to show some love to Sweet Home Bama 24 with a $5 donation. Putting that in. Appreciate Sweet Home Bama 24 right there. But our final final discussion here for conversation. Does Alabama, or should Alabama, pursue five-star or former five-star wide receiver Evan Stewart out of the transfer portal from Texas A&M? Stewart is currently in the portal, and uh, I remember when the portal first started, Nick Saban called it NFL free agency. He said, look, y'all, this is not going to benefit everybody. The rich are going to only get richer, and people laughed at Nick Saban. Bama's going to lose players, too. Nick Saban's scared, blah, 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 but what Nick Saban said uh, came to pass because um. It hasn't been fair for everybody. The transfer portal has not. Uh the, the rich do get richer. The big time athletes are gonna go to the big time programs. That's how it is. And so now you have a wide receiver, Evan Stewart, with SEC experience. Two years of SEC experience, I I might add. He came into that top ranked 2022 recruiting class for Texas AM under Jimbo Fisher. But now he's in the portal, and uh, you're looking at an Alabama team that does have talent at wide receiver. You do return Kobe Prentice, Isaiah Bond, Kendrick Law, Shaz Preston, Jalen Hale, Jaron Hamilton, Emmanuel Henderson next season. You sign guys like Rico Scott, Amari Jefferson, Aaron Hampton, but you're looking at Ryan Williams signing in February for the Crimson Tide. You do lose Jermaine Burton to the NFL draft after the season. You did lose Ja'Cory Brooks and Thayu Jones build the transfer portal, Ja'Cory Brooks committing to Louisville. But even though you got so much talent at that position and you stockpiled it pretty well at wide receiver, do you still pursue Evan Stewart from the portal? I think you do because when you got a receiver like that, with prime-time experience in the Southeastern Conference, you don't turn away from that, especially if he's somebody that can very much so enhance your roster. You brought over Jermaine Burton to enhance your roster in 2021, coming over from Georgia. And Burton has now fully bought into the culture, fully understands his role, playing complimentary strong football. As the number one option for Alabama. If you remember the twenty twenty one season, you brought over Jamison Williams from the portal out of Ohio State, and uh, all that brother did in one year was catch seventy nine passes for fifteen hundred seventy two yards and fifteen touchdowns. Jamo was a uh, zoom zoom speed there. So we've seen success. Alabama has seen success. Getting wide receivers from the portal. Now I know Malik Benson from the JUCO perspective has not quite panned out yet. So it has another year to see if he, you know, pans out the way that he would like to. But you had success with Jamison Williams. You had, you've had success here with Jermaine Burton. I would say definitely look at Evan Stewart. Now, do you now uh, do you end up? do you end up landing him remains to be seen but i think he should definitely be in consideration he should definitely be looked at he should definitely be pursued by the alabama football program but you will see if alabama goes that route although i think it should go that route and looking at one evan stewart now He's not a Bama lock yet. I know people are asking, is he a Bama lock? Is he for sure coming to Alabama? He's not a Bama lock yet. I just think Nick Saban should consider looking at him in the transfer portal, maybe have them come in for an official visit and see where it could fall to from there. Because if you're all about enhancing your roster, then there should not be an issue with the lease, considering one Evan Stewart at that wide receiver position. But as always, Batman Nation, you want the best in news, notes, coverage, material, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app on the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. Gotta show some love to you, the Babble fans, for all that you know. For all the calls, donating, chatting, energy, conversation, you guys are fantastic for making this your show, your spot for talk all things Bama football. Got to show some love to my man, Walk in the production studio. Once again, Bama Nation, we wish you all a merry, blessed Christmas, holiday season, New Year, whole nine. Enjoy that. Absolutely enjoy that with your family. Until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing, too. Not be bored there. Get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to them own words.